Welcome to Radio Finance, the podcast that helps you understand the transformative developments taking place in the world today. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to this Radio Finance session on how our composable core can actually enable banks to onboard and serve MSMEs at scale. My name is Chris Kupfer. I'm the research director of uh, the Asian Banker, and together with our guests, uh, we are going to kickstart a conversation around how uh, open banking frameworks and the architecture can offer better strategic and operational support to an institution's MSME business. It's my pleasure now to introduce our guests. Uh, I will start with uh, Srinivasan from Standard Chartered which is the executive director and head of API ecosystems and marketplaces in the area of enterprise technology. We've also Aswin, uh, who is the CEO of the Money, that operates an international money transfer service for businesses and headquartered in Thailand. Then we have Ross, who heads digital transformation SBI, not to be confused with SBI India. It is SBI Liaur, a commercial bank in Cambodia. And then we have Edu, who is from UBX, uh, the fintech arm of Union Bank of uh, the Philippines. We also have Prashant, uh, who is from Tata Capital, the financial service arm of Tata Group in India. And Prashant is heading uh, consumer onboarding and uh, MSME digital lending. And last, we have also Frankie from Temenos. There is a massive disruption in, the in our industry. Uh, first of all, uh, looking at the customer expectation, it is ever demanding and we are keep raising the bar for the customer experience. We are starting to see in new levels of collaboration between banks, fintechs, and also collaborations outside the traditional boundaries of banking. We need to harness the power of technology and platform to achieve three things, agility, speed, and scale. We envisage an open platform for composable banking that will help us to succeed. Such an open platform provides a convenient access to the banking capabilities we need. And whenever we need them, and also at wherever scale we need, we can explore the required banking capabilities in a convenient manner. And we can compose the banking product services at speed. And we can even further extend the platform capabilities through other fintech providers in the marketplace. You may ask what is the key for I mean, this platform? I would say the key here is the availability, i.e. the breadth and depth of banking capabilities that we can choose from and we can compose the required services. And more important, the granularity of capabilities that empowers us to compose hyper-personalized and customized banking services. And as well, the underlying technology that supports us to innovate at speed and scale with no limits. How you look at the industry, the MSME banking industry in Cambodia, uh, tell us a little bit about that. The bank, especially in the commercial bank arena, so they only look at the top tiers and left behind the micro SME. In our context, we we, we was uh, have 
uh, a good experience because the found the founding uh, uh, cause business was the microfinance. Uh, the business need to be operated in a more mature structures, leg legalities, and then they can approach the bank to sign up for the uh, uh, post terminal. And then they need to negotiate bargains on the MDR. In Cambodia, it can rank from uh, two to five percent. And and for a micro business or nano business, uh, in I mean, how does the market serve actually these kind of smaller? I mean, not the medium, but the smaller and the micro businesses in India. And you look at the loan sites so overall to some of the other countries in Asia, uh, but. Where are some of the gaps still uh, which are not really catered for or catered to? Pain points generally were on liquidity, on cost of payments, um, as well as the huge fluctuations in currencies, which um, I think a lot of the Southeast Asian currencies can, can, can be talking about. Thailand in this year alone, um, you know, has a volatility of over 13% just on currency. So imagine that on a micro SME um, who is trying to pay bills 60 days, 90 days, and being exposed to those huge FX fluctuations. So I think we really uh, plugged that gap really quickly and allowed customers to um, onboard quickly using our process, as well as process payments uh, immediately um, with a guarantee of just one working day um, in cross countries, as well as in terms of liquidity. Frankie was saying that uh, um, the, the customer expectations have been uh, moving uh, towards uh, uh, greater expectations on tailored solutions uh, in the MSME sector, depending on the vertical, of course, but also uh, uh, more flexibility in, in service servicing, uh, servicing the MSMEs. Uh, What's the what's your take on that coming from the evolving uh, demand uh, MSMEs have in in the Philippines? In UBX, in our world, uh, and especially when it comes to the SMEs, you no, know, being one of the key drivers of economic growth in the Philippines. You know. So, we, in us, we we built a platform that can you know just like a Lego. Uh, blocks that can embedded no uh, embed our services through a different platforms no maybe a different fintech or other industries no so we we allow our the banks and other financial institutions to embed our services and offer it to the small and medium enterprise so so that they can uh, offer services banking services to their counters whether the traditional banks, right? So um, the, the beauty of our platform is that um, you, can, you can get a solution specific to your customers because in UBX or when we, we built our platform, we always consider a customer-centric approach. Like in the Philippines, we have more than 1.3 million SMEs that we see a potential for growth. And uh, as, as, as we all know, that pandemics really uh, give us uh, a chance to accelerate digital services in, in, in the world, right? So in, in us, we always uh, make sure that uh, we create an opportunity and access for all so that uh, we embed 
banking services within within this ecosystem uh, that allows the SME our customer to to have more uh, revenue or, or 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 source of uh, services in providing to their customer how do you build this with a, a, a an infrastructure which is rather you know fixed and, and, and legacy in in a in a bank like Standard Chartered? So infrastructure basically needs to cater with respect to a bank like Standard Chartered, which is available in sixty markets, right? Where India is part of a core agenda, Thailand is part of a core agenda as well. But then when we're coming from an infrastructure standpoint, right? And and yes, uh, there are markets which is heavily driven based on regulators, where you have been given a standard specification of your infrastructure should look like or how your operator should look like or how your player should actually enable Trojan people on the market, right? RM-based business model is still there when we're looking at from a, a corporate client, uh, which we call it as an onboarding ceremony where it's, 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 it has its own uh, way of like handling a client and, and, and bringing them a product offering and then, and then defining how the infrastructure should look like. So when we talk about infrastructure, people always get into the notion about we're talking about technology enablement. It is more of accessibility which you create and how now and how can you achieve speed to market is important irrespective of whether you talk about a corporate retail or msme segment or for us aspect which we're discussing today right at least 85 to 90 percent of the product offering is driven by our api economy and then the 10 percent is something which because the traditional legacy business is not able to come out of the market we still support otherwise as i said uh, today we talk about two models one is completely self-service model where you don't need to know who your customers are so we can bring them on board and, and why have an API marketplace you come, you actually get to see a, a browse the product offering or the API catalog we refer as to see what you will look at. And then you get to register yourself. As a player coming from a microfinance uh, um, sort of background and then merging with SBI, uh, how did you create a more flexible core? What are some of the issues you had to address to, to build that? Our originality was from the microfinance, and we have designed a product called Nano Loan or Nano Lending. We is to serve the uh, underserved, and as as you know, Cambodia is uh, there is many bank and microfinance, but they are focusing on the main city. So we we only have uh, less than fifty branches. So we work and uh, study the uh, uh, what what are the best model to fit the low tier as well as the top tier. So that we work with the terminal transacts, and at the moment we are exploring to fine tuning the model. But of course, to bring in the uh, street vendors, the micros uh, merchant in into the inclusive banking. I think Frankie, you mentioned um, Frankie in the presentation mentioned right. So uh, the, the the plug and play, the granularity, uh, the the speed and the scale. Uh, how flexible, you know, you, your core and your infrastructure is to pick off all these things. Frankie mentioned. Yeah, we uh, we do have legacy, uh, and the biggest challenge uh, for operating more than a decade in the market is the legacy which you have in a longer term time become. I mean. In the integrated world today, it's very important for have agile background legacy systems which are uh, which are compatible to integrate with the upper layer. So we built a layer on top of our legacy systems, which we call as uh, our Tata Capital Open Credit Network. We name it, where we created uh, the protocol of uh, so we divided the protocols in terms of 
the APIs which are needed for onboarding your customers. While tech as work is a as a backbone, it's an enabler. It's no more uh, just a supporting side of this. The very important part which plays in that role is the processes and the policies and the digital mindset and the maturity of a company. Where even if no matter how good your tech part is, if if an organization is not changing the processes and mindset where they treat a uh, 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 a two million a uh, two million dollar loan equal to uh, the same process cannot be fitted in a twenty thousand uh, dollar loan. So that's the process and credit change. So there are multiple segments where the changes has been happened. Prashant was talking about open banking infrastructure. Okay, as part of this whole thing, uh, you wanna uh, say a little bit about how the money has been building that and. Uh, how effective that has become in the market to serve customers better. We were actually able to uh, grow nearly 600% during the can, uh, during the pandemic alone because we adopted open APIs and connectivities with banks as well as international partners, um, all using uh, APIs uh, and open uh, banking technologies during that period. Um, we have to remember that customer experience, I would say, just uh, enhancing on that point is probably the only thing that's gonna make us win uh, the long run of this game. Um, and owning the customer data um, and, and the relationship. So thank you so much everyone for uh, coming today, taking your time. Thank you for listening to Radio Finance. For more content, visit the Asian Banker website and follow us on social media.